Oh my goodness. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 13. Why do I always forget what number we're on when you're the guest? Anyways, hi, I'm your host, Katie Cupcake, joined by... Toki! Toki? <laughs> my, my blonde roots rub off every time I join you. I'm like, am I on 13? Because I'm pretty sure Bales was 12, right? So we're 13, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, you all, you guys know you you guys know that it's an ADHD train over here. I was almost just gonna like stop talking, so point taken, I guess. Anyways, we're welcoming back our lovely Toki Ghoul to the podcast. We have some interesting topics to talk about. It's kind of all over the place, which I'm kind of enjoying lately. A little bit of gaming, a little bit of hot topics, a little bit of random shit, and we are bringing back Am I the Asshole? And just just keep listening because the Am I the Asshole is, it's a ride. <laughs> I read it and I was like, this needs to be on the podcast. I mean, I just read the title of it and I was like, yes, I don't think I need to read the rest. <laughs> you didn't because the answer is yes, but we'll get there in yeah. a minute. Thank you, Toki, for joining us on this episode. Today, we're going to kick oh. it off with 10 indie games where the story can only be experienced once. Some of these games I've played or watched somebody play, hopefully you are in the same boat. But the first game is Spiritfarer. Now, I didn't play this game. Play this game. But I love it, and I don't know why I didn't play it, because... It's it's a game about ferrying souls. I don't remember who I watched play it. But like the storyline was captivating. It's it's, you know, it's it puts you through the ringer as they would say, you know, you you feel your feelings for it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched bits and pieces. That's why I can't remember who it was. It was probably like an a, a bigger YouTuber. <laughs> Um, can't look at your own search history. Can't look at your own oh, search history? Oh, I was saying, I can't look at your search history, so how would I oh, be able God, to Oh, God, it was a long time ago, so it is buried. That's not even worth the time investment it would cost to, to you know, figure that one out. <laughs> Did you... Are sure about that? Yes. Think about that question and think about who you're asking that question of and then get back to me on your answer. <laughs> yeah. You're already giggling before I even finish my sentence. So, like, there you go. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Anyways. I asked the question, but I know the answer to it. Yes. You, I mean, you should know me by now. Like, I'm a hot mess Ooh. express. But I'm trying to I'm reel it in. I'm, I'm trying here. We've got a lot of things in the works lately. My brain is overloaded, exploding. My AC just kicked in. So, like, if you guys hear feedback, I apologize. It is what it Never is. Never apologize. It is what it is. It's, it's hot, so deal with it. Like, you're still going to be able to hear us. But if you hear a wind tunnel or if you hear some sort of wind... That's what it is. I will try to fix it in post so you guys won't have to suffer. But just in, you know, the in-between, if you do hear some sort of feedback, that's what it is. 
But back to Spirit um, Fair. Did you play and or watch any of this game? I think I recall watching someone play a bit of it, but I feel like I also kind of got bored. Yeah, it could be one of those games where you can only do so much of the same thing where it's just like, okay. That's fun to hear about these little stories that are fun or like, you know, that are kind of bad, but it's like, you can only do so much before it starts to be like, I'm, I don't want to keep being sad. Don't get me attached like this. Yeah. Just so you know, Discord is not picking up everything you say if you're like further away from your mic or whatever just so you know yeah. but I heard the last part of it basically she doesn't want to be sad all the time I don't want to be sad all the time I'll turn my voice and video thing down and there we go you should be happy now yeah it was like making you sound choppy for whatever reason it was weird and I don't want to like not I, I I don't want it to be like a precursor to what we were just experiencing where I was recording and only your voice was being picked up and then it'd be like the opposite. Then it'd be just be like, so you had a guest on your show, but um, where were they? <laughs> they were out in robot land. I mean, could, could be fun. I don't know. I don't know. You I could interview know. an AI. Oh my God, no. No. Yeah. Maybe I am an AI. Have you ever thought about that? Do you really know if I am or am not? You've sent me That's pictures of yourself, so... Hey. I personally know you're not an AI. The same person. Mm. Whatever. You, you be what you want to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the frame, the finest scenery. I've literally not even heard of this game. Neither have I. It's an anime-like interactive narrative. So that explains why it's an only playthrough one thing, because the story doesn't change. It's just you just go through the story. It's a visual of, novel. Basically, yeah. It's probably like I mean, a most, most visual click. novels are a one-time playthrough kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's probably like a point-and-click and... Click and you discover things and mm -hmm. it looks cute it just looks like an anime though it doesn't look like a video game i'd which... rather just watch somebody have like the five hours of whatever gameplay and then just watch it without anyone there yeah i'm the same way there are certain games that i don't want to play but i enjoy watching other people play and this would be one of them like i wouldn't want to play mm -hmm. it myself but you know background noise or something like that it would totally be worth mm -hmm. it um, what is the next one, Un Toki? Unpacking. Love See, this I've watched, game. <laughs> I watched you play it. I love watching people play it, because then I'm like, I don't have to deal with the stress of uh, my Organizing. OCD coming through. Mm -hmm. It does, it, do, it is a trigger, but it's also relaxing. Like I so... remember you put food underneath the kitchen sink. I'm sorry, but that nope. part... You did at one point. That was just to get things out of the way before I went back and reorganized it. It was just to see... Organize as you go. No, because you don't know... Because the game, it's not like a completely hands-off game. There are instances where you have to put things in certain places There is that are either story-driven or... And whatever the person, like the, the developers decided... 
But mm-hmm. yeah, so I, there were times where I wasn't sure if I had all of the things in the right rooms. So I just put everything in a place where I thought it could be and then saw where the red blinky things were so I could fix those. But the story is so captivating. I played it twice on stream. I loved it. Um, it was my pride game for 2022 and my pride game for 2023. It's so cute. I want another one I'm, so bad. I love it. I think another one would be fun. Like a different story. Like it doesn't obviously like you went through the entire mm-hmm. life of somebody. So just do I that mean, again. And I mean, who's to say you really need story one maybe it's just extra bonus levels yeah dlc or something like that yeah because it's really fun like you know and then there are certain levels where you can't move other things like it's story based so you move in with a roommate and you can't move any of their things so you have to kind of organize your life around them which is interesting and then you progress and have your own space with your partner and then everything is able to be combined and organized that way so I think like little things like that could be fun there is a game that I play on the switch I forget what it's called let me see I have my switch here it's called pack master and you basically have like different shapes of suitcases and you have to fit objects inside of them so it could be like that you just have like one room that you reorganize um what is the next game on this list what remains of edith finch now i've heard a lot about this game i don't think i've ever seen anyone play it though i have it on game pass i haven't played it yet or it's on a wish list one of the two either way i still haven't played it it's an interactive fiction exploration game following the, you know, titled character Edith. And basically it it goes through the story of why she's like the last one alive and you remember instances of what's going on. It sounds super dark to be honest. Which isn't Isn't a, this it's a not a not a bad thing. It just seems really dark. I don't remember if it was this game or a different one that was getting people severely demonetized on YouTube or Twitch. Ooh. Because of the content within the game. <laughs> Maybe. I don't remember if it was this one or a different one. It could be this one based on the description of it because people are dying and she's the last one alive. So if they're depicting the way that they died... YouTube specifically would probably not like a lot of that. As... Possibly. I don't remember if it was this if it was this one or if it was one that had similar theming to it. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of of games like that that had come out around the same amount of time. So, it's a possibility. I may or may not play it. You guys know how I am. <laughs> Memoir no, Blue. Go, go, to, go to Katie's chat and we'll go and get her to play it eventually. Yes, yes. <laughs> eventually being the operative word. I feel like... I haven't, 
I haven't heard of this one either. A memoir blue? No, I, I haven't either. It doesn't look like something I would be interested in feel, uh, playing. I mean, the instant I hear a mix of hand-drawn and 3D visuals, I'm like, nope, can't do it, because I don't like looking at that kind of visual. Yeah, and then you go through vignettes, and you follow the story, so it's... It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird one. So let us know if you've played that one and what your take on it was, because we're just looking at it from the outside from pictures and descriptions of it, not knowing really much about it. And what is the next one, Toki? Firewatch. I loved this Thank game. You. I think I saw somebody play it for like four episodes and then they never continued it and I think I was disappointed that they didn't. It It's a really good game. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you guessing. The, the story is very intriguing. Mm -hmm. And then the aspect of like actually being on Firewatch and having to go through like hiking and, you know, going in exploring Campo Santo or Campo Santo. I don't know. However you want to say it. It's in Wyoming, based in Wyoming. And the main character's name is Henry. And basically, he hides away as a Firewatch person. It's his new job, and he, you discover as the game goes on that he's going through some personal issues, and he connects with somebody else who is in another watchtower. And I originally watched Boland play a little bit of it. I don't think Boland finished it. If he did, I was not able to watch him finish it. Like, I didn't see him finish it. But when I, when it came to Game Pass, I was like, oh, now I can play it. Because I was so intrigued just watching him play it for the little bits that I did. Hmm. And then I played it and I, like, I think I wanted to finish it in one night, but I couldn't. So it was, like, back-to-back -back streams that I finished it on. It was, it's such a good story. It's not that long of a game. Hmm. I'd say oh. maybe five to six hours, but like that's a good length of time for yeah. what's packed into mm -hmm. it, exploring it, and you get different areas that open up once you do different things, so it's definitely worth a play. I definitely agree that it's not something that I probably could play again. I mean, maybe my attention span isn't always there, so like I don't remember every aspect of it. But I think mm -hmm. I would remember enough that, like, I remember the ending of it, so that aspect would be lost on me. But I feel like every time you play something, you kind of get a different, not always, but you can get a little bit more information or a little bit of an inkling of something that you may have missed the first time around because you were like, oh, the visuals are so pretty, or oh, what's that creepy thing over there? So... I'm like 50-50 on whether or not you can play it again or experience it only once as I feel like it's one of those games where it's like it's like you're just sitting around and you're like may as well I want to be cozy play a game I enjoy yeah like the storyline is dark but it's kind of a cozy game it's really weird yeah. 
that I don't even know how to pronounce the next game. G I think it's guilt? pronounced. I think so. G Y L T. We're gonna. It's either guilt or guilt. So it's a game about a young girl facing her worst fears and the emotional impact her actions have on others. So I'm gonna say it's guilt just based on that description. Probably. It's stealth it's action so and interaction narrative game. I don't know. It doesn't. I thought for a second on the little image that is shown that it said Bad Ham Preschool, and I was like, whoa, there. <laughs> what does it say? A Bachman. It's a Bachman. Yeah, I don't know. There's some sort of mystery behind the twisted town that she's in, and it doesn't look terrible. Oh. Or her little cousin like, goes missing. I like that she's got heterochromia there. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's it looks cute. The visuals are there. I I it's another one I haven't heard of. This next one I've heard of, but I didn't look into it. What about you? Then Pine, didn't this one get mentioned in the last episode I was in? I think so. <laughs> I also think so, but I don't remember. And it's here been we are, while. still knowing nothing about it. Exactly. <laughs> to me, it just sounds... Like when I hear Beacon Pines, I'm like, Gravity Falls? Are we are we pulling a Gravity Falls here since it is you have a mysterious book? So I was gonna say Beacon Pines, it just kinda reminds me of like a T like it sounds like a TV show. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. sort of like nine oh two one oh type thing. I mean, hear me out, I'm not a furry, but <coughs> I would enjoy watching this as a little cartoon. And just how cute these little characters are. That I would, that's, yeah, I would agree. Because the name screams like TV show. So a cartoon would definitely feel it. Yeah. Um, let us know about this one too if you've played it or your thoughts on it, etc. The next one is, I'm probably butchering it, Abzu. Which. So go with what you said. It's. The still we're looking at is quite bright and obtrusive, like it hurts my eyes. It's a very unique art style. It's very bright ocean. It's, is that coral or an enemy? I think it's a mix of both. Maybe. It's hard to tell because it's so bright it literally is yeah. hurting my eyes, so I'm going to scroll mean, past I, I, that. Not, not too criticize but I feel like the art style looks like what concept art looks like <laughs> then is it finished Fair. a real game like, yeah that, that's an art style for a graphic and I have no issues with it it's like it looks pretty as is but I'm like don't know if I'd play a game that looks like we're playing with concept art yeah for me it I would have to like if I can't tweak the settings of the visuals and I wouldn't be able to play it just because it's no. my eyes are super sensitive and that's very bright mm -hmm. um, the next one is turn up boy commits tax evasion and it's technically the last one on the list as well I would love to play this because 
you've, you've captured me with that he's committing tax evasion. <laughs> um, Mr. said he loved this game. I haven't mm -hmm. played it, so I don't have much of, of uh, a point on it, but it's basically a puzzle game about a troublemaking turnip who owes <laughs> a lot of money and he's evading... Hey, he's evading Tom. He's evading Tom Nook from Animal Crossing, all right. Well, yeah, because he's the locals. To, he's trying to work with the locals to overturn a corrupt and unjust vegetable government. <laughs> Literally, Animal Crossing. Yes, I will agree. Tom Nook is a shady, shady man. Thing. Furry. I don't know. Whatever you want to call him. Raccoon. He's a Tom Nookie. Oh, we're not gonna discuss how that maybe we might have went over my head. It's a Japanese game. We're just, we're oh. just, we're just gonna move on. Oh. Um. So the next topic is Mr. Beast is being sued for a hundred million dollars for a breach of contract by the company running his ghost kitchens. So if you didn't know, Mr. Beast has a, or had, I'm not mm -hmm. really sure, Mr. Beast Burger, and it kind of ran out of other restaurants. So it wasn't a specific place that you could go and order from. It was only through delivery apps. And apparently he got himself into some hot water. Um, what is your take on this? Like, my dude, I thought you were good with money. I, I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like it might be a, a reach. Because they're basically saying that he didn't fulfill his contracts for promoting it and then he had said something along the lines of like he felt like he got into a bad deal with them I mean, he's there's that new show with Gordon Ramsay who's helping out small business restaurant owners and Mr. Beast is going to be on that he needs financial advice when it comes to running a food franchise and I'm like okay so clearly you needed help and you didn't do your research to begin with yeah I mean that for me and this is a hot take so like forgive me listeners but he has feastables as well which is his mm. candy company mid at best mid at best like everyone's like oh it's the best chocolate in the world it's so good it's so great I don't feel that way <laughs> All the ones saying that are little are kids that are younger than me. And I feel like paid actors, like people who are being paid to promote it, they're like, oh, this is the best there is. Or if you're in like a, a Mr. Beast video, you're obviously going to be like, it's so good, you need to get some. And I'm just like, yeah. nah. Everything in, the, everything in his videos are overhyped. I, his demographic, his viewers, I'm like, isn't 80% of them under 15? Yeah, I think so. Because like, he you're also advertising... has Mr. Beast Gaming, and there's, which is basically centralized over Minecraft or modded Minecraft. Yeah. 
And there's like, mostly you're, you're... children. There is a streamer who I watch who I found through Malcolm, Music Man 1017. His name is Grady, mm-hmm. who is just on Mr. Beast's latest video. Um, I haven't watched it yet because it's something for me and Mr. to watch and we're, you know, bad on keeping up with things that we watch. <laughs> but um, for the most part, it's like teenagers high schoolers you're you're talking and advertising to a vast majority of your audience being that who are unemployed who do not have the money to always buy your merch buy your merch and all this stuff that you're putting out there it's like dude i think you need to think a little bit when it comes to these that you're not advertising to an older demographic those who are older now have probably moved on from your content yeah i i used to watch more of it um more consistently and now it's if i get around to it i'll watch it just because he feels like the way to keep people interested is to have the energy up in the video all the time that's exhausting to me yeah there's no reason for you to be like guys like all the time like that's excessive I'm sure sure that he's a great person in real life but it's just like sometimes I feel like he's just a little too over hype too much yeah I definitely feel like it's an act like I feel like Jimmy as a person not Mr. Beast as a figure is completely different than what he portrays himself as but he also like has gotten this far. He has a shit ton of money. Yeah. So he he his algorithm, his plan, his whatever works for him. It's just for me, I'm I don't want to say it like this, but like I'm not surprised that he's being sued because he has his hands on so many things. Like it was bound mm-hmm. to happen. Whether or not it has legs to stand on, that's a whole other topic. But like, I'm not surprised that he's being sued for something because of how big he is. He has, like, 160, 70 million followers on YouTube alone on his main yeah. channel. Like, he, and he has the philanthropic... How do you say that word? What word? The charity channel. We're just going to go with that word. Because I can't that say one, the yeah. PH word. Philan... Philanthropy? Nope, that doesn't sound right. Philanthropy? Yeah! Good job. You're welcome. I I could not remember how to say that word. He has that (laughs) channel for his charity stuff, and then he has a gaming channel, and then he has the Shorts channel, and the Beast Reacts channel, and he's like all over the place. That's just YouTube content alone. And he has Feastables, and then he had Mr. Beast Burger, and then he has merch, and then he goes on other people's podcasts and does other things so I'm not surprised I'm not sure this is going to go very far because Mm -hmm. I'm sure Jimmy you know probably has the good enough lawyers to deal with it and get a settlement that will make both parties happy right but it is interesting that Mm -hmm. It's finally happening, I guess. And I don't want it to be like, oh, he deserves to be sued. It's just... No. Just, I think he needs to do a little bit more time and research into being like, can I actually do this? 
will it work out in the long run kind of thing and be stable. Like, yeah, I feel like he was using how about the same we advice. One thing. Hmm. Let's stick, stick with one thing. One thing. Yeah, I feel like he maybe was using the same advisors for branching out of his comfort zone, which wasn't which wasn't the move. So hopefully, unfortunately, this will be a hard lesson learned either way. And he's still young, right? Like he's still what mid 20s, so He'll bounce back because he he does great things and everyone's behind him. Um, I I'm not really sure the lawsuit has has much to you know back it either. So we shall see where that lays. If we get an update or see an update, it could be a long time <laughs> from now. But if there is one, you know, in the somewhat near future. Or if, you know, anybody remembers that we talked about it on the podcast, we will bring it up again mm-hmm. and talk about it when the decision is made. Because litigation can take forever, even if they eventually decide to settle. Like, it takes a while for that to come out, if it even comes to pu- public, because they could sign NDAs and clo- behind closed doors and nobody knows what it comes out of it. So, we what shall see. NDAs are some of the most scummy things that have ever been invented. Yeah, like, if I have to sign an NDA to have a job, I don't want that job. No, it's like, you're making me sign something that says I will not talk about what goes on here no matter what happens. I don't like that. Yeah, I like talking about my job. Like, I don't give specifics. I like being able to tell people what I'm doing, and then if something isn't going well and it's getting bad, it's like, I deserve to say something. Yes. Yes, I agree. NDAs are not for me. No. There is like a kind of like a, it's not, my job isn't really like hush, hush, be quiet. It's just, there are like, not so much anymore. There are times and places. Right, like there are HIPAA things. Yeah. Like, but I'm not going to get like, if I could even remember it, because I just, it's not that I I can't remember it. It's that it's not knowledge that I want to hold on to. So like their names, their employee IDs, their health conditions. It's not something that like matters to me in the long run because there's a lot of people who work on my queue and take calls. So I may never get the same person again. Um, But if there's a specific instance, like for instance, I had somebody calling today who was like, I need a claim for my mother, my son, me, my wife. And I'm like, oh my God. So just for context, I do leave of absences. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but, and this person was looking to take intermittent leave of absence, which means to take absences here and there as needed, which falls under the FMLA, which is the Family and Medical Leave Act. And I was like, intakes take between 15 to 30 minutes, depending on the person's accent, how prepared they are for the call. You know, sometimes they have to think about every question you ask them in length and it takes a long time. And I'm like, oh my God. And I was literally 
my alarm to go for lunch went off as I got the call. It's like, oh my god, I'm going to be an hour late for lunch because this person's calling and wants to open four new claims. Luckily, he already had the claims and we just needed to update things in them. But it still took, you know, some time because I have to put notes into each claim. Like, I have to dictate everything that goes on in the call. And then I had to do that for three of the four claims he has. But, like, things like that, like, I'm not giving you information. I don't even remember the dude's name. Actually, I said that mm-hmm. and I just remembered it. But I don't I don't remember his information to, like, pull him back up. But I'm not going to tell you about, like, what his son may have had as a condition or his mother or his, himself, to be fair. Yeah. Didn't look at it. Don't actually know. But if I did know, it wouldn't be something that I would talk about just because, like, you guys aren't ever going to know who I'm talking about. But it's still just... I feel like there should be, there needs to be a more clear difference between, it's like, this is what needs to be for an NDA, and this is what is needing to be for confidentiality. Yes, and I feel like a lot of people abuse the aspect of an NDA under the guise of confidentiality, and it's not I can make you sign an NDA and give you money, and then you can't say whatever. Yeah, you need to, I'm going to give you $5 million, but you're never allowed to speak of how you got the $5 million. And then there, there are clauses that, like, you can't talk about this, and you can't say that you signed an NDA. It's like... Then you all, because of that, that means then you can't break it, so then you can talk about it. Right, but, like, if you're being questioned for some sort of legal thing... It's just, it's just messy. Yeah. And I, I talk a lot. (laughs) Like, I would be thrown in a hole somewhere if I had to sign an NDA because I'd break it probably immediately. Not on purpose. No. I just wouldn't know what fell under the context. The natural flow of talking, sometimes it's just things happen and you're just like, Oh. Yeah, and then you're like, Hagrid, I shouldn't have said that. I should not, should not have told you that. that. Yep. And then it's like, well, guess I'm gonna right. go find myself in a hole. I just say, when you said FMLA earlier, then you said what it meant. That's not what I thought it meant at first. <laughs> what did, okay, what did you think it meant? I thought it meant fudge my life again. Say that one more time again, because Discord went robot. FML means fuck my life, then I thought when you added the A that it just meant fuck my life again. <laughs> you know, some people pronounce it as femlaw. We're like, uh, yeah. Femla. Yeah, they call them and they're like, yeah, I have a femlaw open, and I'm like, please no. <laughs> like, it hurts my soul when they say that. Uh... And, like, subconsciously, I'm like, oh yeah, FMLA. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to say, but even when it is like I, because when I send the emoji on Discord of R O F L, even I don't pronounce that as Rawful. It's just R O F L. Thank you very like. Why are we calling it Rawful? Why do we have to say what the acronym is? Yeah, like I never said lull. Oh, I said I say oh, Lamau. <laughs> Because it's funny. 
it is. Like, I like, I say it because it sounds funny. <laughs> like, lamau. <laughs> it makes me feel like some weird cat. Like, I'm a cat from another country. <laughs> I feel like I do it with kek sometimes. Mmm. And I feel like that's a habit that I know somebody gave me. Yeah, pro kek. Hmm. Keck just sounds so harsh, though. Like, keck. It's funny. It, yeah, I'm not saying it's not funny. It's just, like, it's such a harsh word. Anyways, let's move on to the next Anyways, topic. What is the next topic? Baldur's Gate 3? Baldur's Gate? Okay. Did you say Baldur's? It's Balder, not Boulder. I said Bald. What did I say? Maybe I, don't I did know. say. Said it a different way. Though. Anyways, it's a new game. It's currently available on Steam, PlayStation Five. It will be available to. What is the term? Previous gen consoles. It, it is. I think on, it's downloadable. Yeah. Like I know um, it's but... it comes to them in September, but what is that term? Like, it's next-gen consoles, and then old? <laughs> I, think, I think it's just, it's mostly on newer consoles and newer software. I do think that for on PlayStation, that there is a less, like, a downgraded version for it to be on PS4. Mm. But I do believe that it is vastly, if you're wanting access to the proper content to have it run smoothly, you're going to have to play it on a newer device. And... It looks I'm very Diablo-esque. I will agree about that. It has very much so a Diablo-esque like, play style. Yeah, it's like Diablo it meets D&D. &D. Yes. That is exactly what it is. Because the third one in the franchise. Um, But from Original. what I've heard, it's better played with other people, not by yeah. yourself. What I really like about it is that it is a game that is multiplayer, but you don't have to play online multiplayer. That no. there is the option for couch co-op, and I'm like, there are so few games that do that anymore, where I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. I can play this with a family member now. Right. Or, like, when your friends come over to hang out, yeah. you, you don't have to be online or whatever. You can just be chilling. I do like that. Um, my... One of my old co-workers and his girlfriend want me to play it. And I was like, I'll look into it. Because, like, I like the graphics of it. It seems very Diablo-esque. I'm not very... What is the word? <laughs> uh, in tune, I guess? Or involved with D&D? &D? Not, like, purposely? You don't have to really know anything about Dungeons & Dragons. You don't have to know anything about the original first and second Baldur's Gate to play this game, which is also something that I really enjoy that they did. Yeah, I do like when franchises do that. It's the same name, but they just expand on it instead of yeah. keeping it the same. But, yeah, it's definitely... It's, it can, I point your, good. Hmm? can I point your attention that on the Baldur's Gate website there are special leave forms that you can download to then send your 
workplace of why I need this day off and this is what I'm doing that they have provided you. <laughs> Baldur's Day dispens dispensation? Yeah. Let's read this. Oh my god. God. They have provided it in multiple languages as a form to submit to your workplace. I have Ukrainian, Turkish, traditional Chinese, Spanish for Spain, Spanish for Latin America, simplified Chinese. So Chinese traditional, simplified Chinese. They're both options there. Russian, Polish, Italian, German, French, English, and Brazilian Portuguese. I'm going to bring up English because I don't feel like trying to... What is the word I'm looking for? Translate for you guys. No. So there's Alarian Studios logo at the top and it says request for special leave Baldur's Day dispensation to be completed by the employee name, company, department, supervisor. Requested dates for special leave. Start date, end date. So this is like the FMLA paperwork. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> Motivation for special leave. I, the undersigned, hereby request a special dispensation for my regular duties and obligations in observance of the momentous occasion of the release of Baldur's Gate 3, Baldur's Day. As fate would have it, I am compelled to answer a calling to gather my party and embark on an epic adventure. The release is a long-awaited time of festivity and merriment celebrated by denizens and creatures of the realms alike. In the true spirit of fellowship, I seek the understanding and support of the company and humbly request the opportunity to participate in adventuring parties across the Forgotten Realms. Though my absence from laborious duties might impede the company's regular operations in the short term, do understand that upon the conclusion of my quest, I shall resume my duties with renewed enthusiasm and dedication. <laughs> The experiences gained and bonds forged will undoubtedly translate into newfound skills and relationships that shall benefit both the company and myself. I understand that the decision to grant this special leave rests solely with the company, and I respect their authority in this matter. I sincerely hope for their consideration and the chance to partake in this eagerly anticipated odyssey. Thank you for your understanding and support during this festive time. May the spirit of Baldur's Day inspire greatness and camaraderie through the realms. Signature and date. Then there's a little disclaimer mm -hmm. at the bottom. Please submit a duly completed and executive form to supervisor or HR department for review and approval. And then the actual disclaimer. Use of this form in embarking on any quest are at your own risk and peril. While extending you their <laughs> best wishes for an enjoyable and memorable Baldur's Day celebration, the Larian Studios legal department assumes no liability for what may transpire during your daring exploits. Proceed with valor and caution. That we live in a day and age where a video game company has to provide a form for you to submit for days off is kind of funny. I'm legit downloading this and I'm going to send, send it I'm gonna send it to my team lead and see what her response is. And I will get back with you guys on the next episode to tell you how she responded to it. Cause like I, I don't that. I don't need it off. But I just want she says some funny shit and she'll get a kick out of it. So I will let you know what her responses because you guys will love it but yeah it's definitely a game I'm gonna look into playing the graphics look really cool the people look fairly realistic um 
Asterion, the main white-haired vampire dude there, I'm like, yes. You've sold me. I was gonna say the same thing, like, Asterion looking at him, his character... I'm like, okay. You can have monogamous relationships in this game. You have... Let's go through the game characters. So, Asterion is the vampire spawn, rogue. Gale is the wizard, the wizard prodigy. Lyzel is the fighter, the ferocious warrior. Shadowheart is the cleric, the loyal warrior. Will is the warlock, a living legend. Carlock is a barbarian, fury of Avernus. I kind of like her too, or him, yeah. them. I really like their character model. And then the Dark or- Urge is a sorcerer who just reminds me of, oh my god, what are they called in Skyrim? Uh, the lizard people? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what he reminds me of. But oh yeah, it's a her. Carlock is a her. Let's... I love that you can have more than one romantic relationship in this game. At the same time. I'm gonna play if I end up getting this game, I'm gonna play as Carlock. As much as I love Asterion. I love her That's more. The thing. That's the thing. These characters are party members that you can have their NPCs. You make your own original. Uh, she's mine, and she's gonna be mine if you catch my drift. <laughs> I like mommy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fresh mommy. escape from hell. Carlac is finally free of the archdevil Zeriel, but not from the infernal engine Zeriel planted in her chest. With her first taste of freedom in 10 years, Carlac is eager to find a fix for the engine that's burning harder and harder before it burns her out completely. But even more premiere in her mind, exploring, finding like-minded travelers, falling in love or lust, and taking revenge on the man who sold her to Zeriel all those years ago. Yeah, she's mine. Yeah. She's gonna be my sidekick. <laughs> I see that you have a thing for tieflings. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like tieflings? I'm sorry, but the instant anytime somebody gets into Dungeons and Dragons or starts looking at it, instant they come across tieflings. I don't know anybody who hasn't found a tiefling that they like. I'm, I got a thing for redheads too, so. You know what? That's fair. Yeah, no. Anyways, let us know if you are playing Baldur's Gate. Three, if you have like a bunch of people that are playing, if you've enjoyed it solo, what your plan is. I am curious for your feedback on that one. Hmm. Our next topic had me confused because I thought that this thing just came out recently. Apparently I was mistaken in that because I did have a short discussion with Mr. about this when I brought was looking for content for this episode. Mm-hmm. So Valve has started selling refurbished Steam Decks for up to $130 less than new models. And then I guess the first model came out a while ago. There's a newer one that just recently dropped. Um, why are we already selling refurbished things? That doesn't give me... Like, that means so many people have returned it for various reasons that they had to like refurbish could mean anything like they sold like somebody just sold it because they weren't using it or didn't enjoy it 
and then basically it got wiped from the company and they're reselling it or yeah. there was something technically um, wrong with it mistakes drift buttons mash doesn't connect to internet properly touchpads don't work it right. could be a numerous things but it's already selling refurbished things and it still costs a shit ton of money mm -hmm. like for what the screen looks smaller than a Switch's screen. I paid 200 for my Switch. It has a dock. It can be handheld. It has a decent memory on its own without a storage. You, you, if you do play multiple games on the Switch, you absolutely need a memory card. But the memory cards are like $20. Well, that depends on which memory card you get. Because if you're wanting... A lot of space then you go with a terabyte that's gonna cost you around a hundred and sixty dollars I don't know which one I have let me see my switch is sitting here part of me because I was hatching shiny is at work or trying to hatch a shiny at work <laughs> I was unsuccessful but you know what when speaking of shinies so my first shiny I ever caught was a random Voltorb in the fuck area was it? West Province 3 in Pokemon Violet. Okay. And Are you talking to a person who's never played a real Pokemon game? I'm just... This is for the listeners, too. Um, it was a, a Voltorb. <laughs> now, do you know what a Voltorb is? Yes, I know what a Voltorb is. Okay, well, you said you haven't played a... You, an I haven't played a Pokemon game. I watched Pokemon the Anime Indigo League, and that was it. Okay, so you have enough of an idea. So Voltorb shiny form, at least in Violet, because each game, they can change how it looks, is blue and white instead of red and white. And I was visiting Mr. last month, and I was like, wait a minute, that, that thing's blue. <laughs> so I ran over and caught it, and I screamed, and then he looked up, and he was like, you just caught a fucking shiny? And this was before I beat the game. So when you beat the game and you complete the Pokedex, which has 400 Pokemon in this version, you get a shiny charm, which increases your odds of getting a shiny. Now, Cheating the system, I see. What? You cheat the system getting one real early, I see super random like the game just knew i hadn't caught one yet so here's your handout you can have this so then when i beat the game i wanted to get a shiny eevee and eevee's brown and white its shiny form is white and then the evolutions change depending on which one like um mm -hmm. sylveon's colors are inverted it's super cute i want one but I want shiny versions of all of the evolutions because that's who I am as a person. So I have a lot of work to do in hatching them. Yep. And then for the longest time, I was trying to catch or hatch a shiny Hapini. I hatched so many eggs to no avail. It took Mr. Two and a half hours or less. It was between two and two and a half hours, and he caught me a shiny hapini. <laughs> I called him a son of the bit, son of a bitch, because I was like, 
because he was like, do you care if you catch them? I'm like, no, I just want one. And then he gets one for me the same day. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was Literally, trying for days at that point. Better. Mm-hmm. We're better off without beating the game. Hmm. I, I forget how many eggs I ended up getting when I hatched my Eevee, but... It was on the 27th egg that I actually hatched my shiny Eevee, which was super fast. Because with the Masuda method, which is just a way of getting them faster, like optimizing your chances of shiny. So you have a ditto from either another country or from your home country, and then the Pokemon you want a shiny of has to be from another country or vice versa. And it, it, so original shiny odds are like one in 4,000, almost 5,000. Yeah. The Masuda method takes it to one in 582 or something like that. It drastically increases your chances for a shiny. I have been trying to catch or hatch a shiny. I'm on like... 400 eggs so far and I've gotten a shiny and I'm like this game is gonna make me go crazy clearly and then I'm like after I get the shinies then what I already beat the game there's like little a couple of side missions to do but like I'm basically done so I'm gonna get these shinies mm -hmm. and then just put the game away to have them for the next one, I guess. Yep. It does it does waste time for like in between calls for work though. So it does give me something to do. Not that I don't have a gazillion other things that I should be doing. But No, Pokemon's do. important. It's just for the D's that I I'm exhausted after work and I don't really have time or like the mental to play anything after work it's nice to play something low-key while working I tried playing Diablo but it just I feel like that I feel like the Diablo is a lot more like investment versus just chill playing Yes, and if you're in the middle of a quest, it's kind of hard to stop because the enemies in the area are there, you know? Mm. And so... Yeah, right, right, and that was the issue I was, I was falling into, is like I would be cruising through a quest or a dungeon, whatever I was doing, while working, and then I'd get a call that was like 30 minutes, and I'm like... Then I try to go back to it. I'm like, what was I doing? And then, you know, it's just, it's hard to pick back up. Like, that's why I was playing Minecraft for a while, too. Because that's, mm -hmm. you just pause it and you can just go back to it at any point. Um, I also didn't enjoy streaming Diablo 4. Just because I focus so hard. It's not very, it's not a very good interactive game. No. So... All right, what's our next one? Oh, this is a topic you brought up. So let's you shed some oh. light on this one. Okay, so there there is a company that quote unquote invented two is that was supposedly supposed to fade within a year after being used for a tattoo. 
They are currently being sued by several other people that got these tattoos that were claimed to fade within a year as temporary tattoos that have still not gone away. And I'm sitting here being like, you really thought that getting a tattoo with a tattoo gun just because they said it was a special type of ink that would fade faster that it would go away as soon as they said that's the thing it hadn't even been tested yet and i'm like you all were the guinea pigs i'm sorry to say right so someone's it's like someone's... Yeah, i can see the appeal of it, like you're wanting a tattoo but you aren't ready to necessarily commit to it then so then it's like you can swap it out later kind of but thing but i'm like that was there my argument other... henna exists it's temporary henna exists. Ink box exists so like, these are things that exist if you're getting tattooed with a needle and there your tattoos fade right like after a certain yeah, amount of time you need to get them touched up Essentially, it's like, yeah, the ink was fading, and for some people, their tattoos did essentially go away. There, it's like, it's gonna take time to fade, depending on your body's way of breaking stuff down and, the, and your personal health. Yeah, that's a lot of science that goes into where, it. Where on, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't think it through um i'm sure they find some sort of disclaimer that said they're not responsible for how their body handles it so whoever's yeah. suing them is probably shit out of luck but also why are we now not wanting a tattoo why were we so sold on the fact that it was gonna go away because of the, i feel like these are the people that was like during covid when they couldn't go in to work to work like oh i want a tattoo but my workplace doesn't allow them. This is an option so I can go and have the experience of getting one, but it'll go away when I get to go back to work. Boy, were you wrong. But also, you there are places on your body that you don't need to yeah. have it showing. Hmm. So it's like, I regret my decision, and I'm going to make it everybody else's problem. That's what it's giving me. <laughs> I fucked mm -hmm. up, but it's your problem, not my problem. I'm also multitasking. I'm trying to plug in my iPad because I'm trying to work on stuff. And not right now, but in general. Mm -hmm. And I'm struggling. <laughs> I don't know why you would want to have get a tattoo and then it's supposed to fade but it's like during the process of this fading it's gonna look like a tattoo that you've had for 15 years and then it needs to touch up it's like i don't i don't see the appeal of wanting to be at that stage and then waiting for the rest of it to go away yeah i if i want a tattoo i, I want a tattoo like i don't it's like if, if i'm not like, and then the things that people were getting with this then it was like a joke kind of thing so then they could have it go away it's like really maybe put a little more thought behind what you're getting even if it is supposed to be quote-unquote temporary yeah i i it was a decision that they clearly regret and they're trying to make it somebody else's mm -hmm. problem but in reality in reality <laughs> there there are there are other options to do the same thing 
mm-hmm. without having to commit. But, yeah, one hundred percent. Exactly. I I would have put out the argument that people who that there are a select few people that did this that are the type of people that really enjoy pain. But then it's then they can go and get that spot redone several times then just wait for it to go away and then I can go do this again like you you didn't think about that part but at the same time it's like you shouldn't have had the false pretense and promise that right away when you came out with this that it'll fade and be gone within a year of you getting it yeah a year is not a long time no like, like you think it is a long time, but you're having something injected in your right, and you're having something injected in your body <laughs> with a have you ever seen, needles. Have you ever seen a video of how deep a tattoo needle actually goes? It goes depending past, on where on the body. It goes past the first layer of skin so that it stays. Depending on where you get tattooed, sometimes it'll even go into your bones, people. Which is painful, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's why people say certain areas hurt more. And also, yeah. it kind of also depends on, like, how you're built as a person, too. Because, obviously, yeah. if, if you're chubby... I mean, I'm, I am a baby when it comes to pain thresholds. So, tattoo is not on the docket for you. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. I could... Maybe get one. No, I, I could do it. I would just have to sit there being like, all right, is this worse than be during my, you know, that time of the month for me? Is this worse than that? Yes or no? Right. I, I, <laughs> I just think it's stupid that they gave out a pretense of, it'll go away. It's like, it, it's not. Not everybody's body will, you know, get away and break it down as fast as everyone else's. Yeah, and I don't think that as much as that's something that's been out there, it wasn't something they were paying attention to. They just got hooked on, they got clickbaited. Yeah. And they fell for the clickbait. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, when I also look at the tattoos that these people got, I'm like, you seriously got this on your body? I'm like, I'm so looking at the quality. I wonder why you're regretting it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, when I look at the one that's like that spaceship with the, the diamond space behind it, I'm like, the lines aren't straight. Plane looks like a dildo. Um, <laughs> see why you regret it. Yeah, it's it was a choice. It's not one I would have made, but it was a choice. Yeah. I guess that brings us to our last topic of the evening, which is bringing back Am I the Asshole? And guys, strap in, because this one's a doozy. So <laughs> I'm just going to start you off with the title of this Am I the Asshole post. Am I the asshole for asking a restaurant to make a meal that wasn't on the menu? Now, most of you are going to say, Yes. Fucking yeah. What the fuck do you mean? 
some of you might be like, well, it depends. Like if I'm asking them to substitute something that's technically not on the menu. No, no, no. No, no, no. No. This is just straight up asking to make something that is not served there. So they went, and what's worse is that they didn't do this with their family members. They went out with work no. people. Mm-hmm. All right. So they went out to dinner with work colleagues. They went to an Italian joint. It was more a fancy type. I like few this Italian is- foods, but I mean, like pizza, eggplant, parm, a sub sandwich, etc. This place had none of those. It was all sort of fancy stuff instead. So basically they're saying like it had chicken parm. It had fettuccine. It had chicken marsala. They had real food. Right. This person eats like... They eat Americanized Italian food. Right. Right. And this was an actual... Italian restaurant. So, anyways... They noticed, so basically they noticed that this menu didn't have anything on it that they would have eaten, but they noticed they had ingredients for a meal they would like, namely mac and cheese. They had different, (laughs) they had, so Toki just read the title. She didn't read the entire post. So she's hearing this the first time you guys are hearing it. They noticed they had ingredients for a meal they would normally like, namely mac and cheese. They had different pasta dishes, and I know mac and cheese can work with different pasta types, including penne pasta, which they had. Of course, they also had butter and such, and I saw several ingredients with cheese. I assumed they had a... I'm going to read as if I'm the person posting this. I assumed they had a good chef back there who would know how to use their ingredients to make a mac and cheese. When I got to my order... My turn to order, I asked them to make me mac and cheese. The waiter said it wasn't on the menu. I said I knew, but they have the ingredients. The waiter seemed annoyed, in parentheses, <laughs> bad customer service. And said Not bad c- customer service. <laughs> no. And so they couldn't do that. I asked them to ask the chef. My coworkers looked at me like I was a bird, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I asked what was yeah. wrong, and they said I was being inappropriate and embarrassing. This astounded me. The waiter came back and said they would could not make mac and cheese. Well, color me astounded again. I asked why not since they had all the ingredients. My one coworker apologized to the waiter and just told me to order something else. I feel I was about to cry from being treated rudely, so I told them I had business Whoa. to attend elsewhere and left. Everyone has treated me oddly and coldly this week. My cousin, Joe Nag, for a false name for the story, Told me I was wrong and should apologize, but I don't get it. They had the ingredients. They easily could have made mac and cheese. Was it really so crazy to demand? Am I the asshole? Yes. <laughs> you clearly. No questions asked. You are. You you clearly weren't brought to a restaurant with your parents, so I will. I whoever raised you, I shouldn't say parents. Whoever raised you, they did not take you to a restaurant. Clearly. Because it was not on the menu. It's not on the menu for a reason. It, it doesn't matter if they can. They can't. Like, the menu is oh. there for a reason. And also, if you were going to a place that you were skeptical of whether or didn't not... didn't have to go. <laughs> right. Like, if you were skeptical of whether or not they were going to have something that you were going to be able to eat, 
you can either go and get some, like, just go to be attentive and, you know, go out with your work colleagues as everyone was, you know, together for this get together mm-hmm. or just say, hey, guys, I, I don't want to be the bummer here, but there's really nothing on the menu that I can particularly eat. You don't even have to say you don't like it. You just say there's nothing on there that I can particularly eat and it doesn't look like they have many substitute options. And just excuse yourself from the evening. But this person is talking like they had no idea that any of this occurred. And it makes me wonder, like, have you gone to other restaurants and requested this? Or have you just never been to a restaurant before? Nah, they only go to a McDonald's drive-thru. Right. It's like, you need manners. You are indeed the asshole. Um, I'm, just because they have ingredients on separate meals... Then you're like, oh, mishmash these together. It's like, no, you can't demand that. They're not your personal chef. And also, mac and cheese is my staple. It is my fallback when I don't know what I want to eat. And I can make that easily because it's easy. But who the fuck eats mac and cheese with penne? I mean, I have no problem with whatever type of noodle you're wanting to use. They all taste the same, essentially. It is. My argument is that certain for mac and cheese so certain pastas come or sorry certain meals come with different pasta depending on what it is because the texture and type of pasta dictate whether or not like the sauce will stick to it etc it's a whole like science Mm -hmm. penne whereas you know mac and cheese can go inside of it if it's a thick mac and cheese it's not necessarily gonna go inside on the pasta and then you're just like eating dry noodles and slurping up mac and cheese soup. Yep. You're just eating cheese soup at this point. (sighs) You're telling me that they literally had nothing on this menu that you were able to eat? Like, not even just straight up spaghetti? That's not a restaurant Uh, food, my guy. That tells me you go to Subway and that's it. Like, that's, that's not... That's not it, my guy. No. Um, I'm concerned for you. Like, if you, for whatever reason, listen to this podcast and you, like, hear this, please hit me up. I will broaden your horizons in the food department and teach you basic manners of, like, the restaurant business because this ain't it sweetie no. I understand that you're embarrassed that your coworkers made you feel like weird and and I get it but also you chose to do something really weird in front of your coworkers, yeah. and they were calling you out on your bullshit and you need to be called out on your bullshit more clearly mm-hmm. because it's not something that happens to you often because you're like my feelings are hurt and it's like they should be and you also should have been embarrassed that you were doing such a thing in front of them. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to also hurt your feelings. I'm being honest. You were being an asshole. You need to have lessons on how to order at restaurants and try new foods. I, I'm here for you. If you need help, I will give you assistance. 
you know, there is more to life than dino nuggies and mac and cheese. <laughs> Speaking no, there's not. from someone whose made food group, like main food group, is mac and cheese. Like, I was like, literally told by Mr. that I was going to turn into a mac and cheese. You can't tell me that this person didn't get let known where they were going in advance. And it's like, take take the time to go look at the place's menu if you can beforehand. And you could have figured this out sooner. You can't possibly tell me that there's literally nothing on the menu that wouldn't have been suitable for you to eat. I... I wish that they named the restaurant. Because, like, I'm pretty sure I even... <laughs> Olive Garden has, like, other <laughs> options. I'm like... If you don't necessarily know what something is on the menu just from the name of the dish and the ingredients that they tell you are in it, it's like, you can ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can ask for an explanation of what it is and what it's gonna end up being and kind of tasting like. If, but it's like, really? So, you can't tell me that there wasn't, like, some kind of, like, spaghetti or pasta dish that wouldn't have been suitable. Right. And here, hear me out, right? There was a point in time where I thought that I was allergic to seafood. Turns out, as of right now, I have some sort of autoimmune disorder that is yet to be determined. So I just have, like, random allergy attacks for no reason. Mm -hmm. But anyways, back then, I thought it was the seafood. And TGI Fridays had one of my favorite meals, which was sizzle and chicken and cheese. For whatever reason, at the time that I went there, they had gotten rid of the sizzle and chicken and cheese, and they were only offering sizzle and shrimp and cheese. I asked if they could substitute the shrimp with chicken because of my thought-to-be allergy to shellfish. I'm not actually allergic to shellfish, but I genuinely thought I was. I felt like an asshole asking for that. And that was totally something they, they were willing to do for, like, a food allergy. Like, oh, yeah, that's no fine. That's fine. Like, it's just... That's a, it, and that's it was the difference between asking for a substitute of one thing on a dish versus can you put these things from all these separate things together for me? Right. But my point is that I felt like an asshole asking of that. And this person is just asking for their own fucking meal to be concocted. Like, they ain't your personal chef. Oh. This ain't catering. This ain't this ain't build a bitch. Oh. So what what gives? I am I'm curious. Build up your own meal for fun. Like eat before you fucking go. <laughs> Make your mac then, and cheese before you go to the restaurant. <laughs> order order a Caesar salad. And then and then what kicks me is that I grew up with Kraft mac and cheese, as a lot of us have. But that's, like, mm. what a lot of the restaurants serve on kids' meals is yep. Kraft Mac and Cheese. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, come on, you can make it. Like, it's really not that hard to make a roux. And then you just Person add the cheese. should have asked for the kids' menu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just and then there would have been options for chicken nuggets. Uh, that's, anyways, you're the asshole. Get some help. Yes, yes get some help. <sighs> Anyways, Toke, 
Is there anything else that you wanted to discuss this evening on this week's topic of where did we go wrong? <laughs> where did we go wrong? Oh, there's many places that we went wrong. Where Pressing record. <laughs> <laughs> Which took like 20 minutes of trying to figure that out. Yep. My life. My life. My life. As you said earlier, FMLA. <laughs> Fuck my life again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna work tomorrow and somebody's gonna say FMLA and I'm gonna have to do everything within that's in the realm of power to not just giggle like an idiot. <laughs> You're welcome. So that'll be fun. This week last week was a nightmare at work. This week has been a lot chiller, knock on wood, because I'm definitely not wanting to jinx it because we have two more days in the week of the work week. But anyways, I guess that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Batter Gaming and Variety podcast. There was mostly variety. Actually, no. It was like, what, six topics and two of the six were gaming related, so one third and I guess Mr. Beast is in the gaming realm so like half it is what it is I like having this is why it's also a variety right because there are some times where there's just like nothing of importance in the gaming world to like really talk about but one of these days I'll have you watch a lot more anime and then we can just do an anime episode Ooh, yes. That would be nice. We have to catch up. We're about, we have to finish watching uh, Violet Evergarden. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then I to... don't know what you want to watch. We talked about it once upon a time, but, like, either of us are going to remember that now. I mean, I have a list of over 200 shows that I'm like, I don't know, maybe you'd like these. Oh, Jesus. Well, we've, <laughs> we've got some work to do, guys. Yeah. She says she has a list over 200 of things that she thinks I might like, but she hasn't, A, brought this list to my attention until just now. This is just everything that I've watched, okay? And B, she doesn't be like, she doesn't ever hit me up and be like, Ayo, bitch, are you free to watch some anime? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that I don't know your schedule very well. Granted, she did just get back from being away for a couple weeks. Actually, this whole yeah. summer it was a different... You were away a lot more this summer than you had been, which is fine. Okay, it was it was really hectic. She was one out living her day, life. <laughs> there was a week where one of my friends ended up getting some government news that wasn't too good and they have to go and reapply for something. So we, oh, also, we, were, we also kind of felt that there was like... I think we should go hang out with them since they're all yeah. alone right now so that um, nothing happens. So we had to do that and I spent part of a week for that and then a couple weeks later then it was a actual scheduled we're hanging out for the entire week I wasn't available. And mm-hmm. then I had one day before my two weeks off and then I was gone for two weeks. All I'm saying is I miss, I miss my Toki guys and, and we to- have over 200 animes to watch so like they ain't gonna watch themselves. <laughs> It's over 250, okay? Oh, God, why are you stressing me out? Like, me and Mr. started Bleach, and I think we got to episode 20 or something before 
we got distracted by something else. That That is just who I am as a person. I thought you were watching SAO. We finished that. You finished all of it or just the first season? Wait. <laughs> is this a wait? Is there's more than one season moment? That's a wait as to I forgot what SAO was. Order it online. Huh? Kirito and Asuna, where they get stuck in a virtual fighting world and they have to. We haven't started that yet. Or did we? We did. Oh, we did. And then he wanted to watch Bleach, so we never finished it. Wow. We did finish Brotherhood, though. That's the thing. When it came to Full Metal Alchemist and people telling me to watch that, nobody said, go watch Brotherhood. And I just went the original Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, at the time we couldn't really find it. Like, the full series. I refuse to watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood when I've watched the original. Because I'm like, I started trying to watch Brotherhood and I was just like, this is the exact same thing I already watched. They just added more fluff to it. Added more fluff and super sped up the series. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I enjoy the original. It's like better. the Reader's I Digest. The ori- I also enjoy the original opening better than the one that is on Brotherhood. Yes, Brotherhood fits the content a lo- lot more. But I prefer the original opening. Yeah, at some point I am going to want to watch the original, um, because I only got to watch Brotherhood, and one of my friends who was murdered that was like one of his favorite shows and so um because he also felt like he was like edward his name was edward and because he ended up when he was skating down a hill he ended up like breaking his arm in multiple places and they had to like put metal in it and part of his arm was metal so he felt like he related to the character a little bit yeah and uh so it's definitely a show that i want to watch in memory of him so it was nice to watch Brotherhood, but I would like to watch the original because he was obsessed with it. And obviously it's, you know, Reader's Digest version of <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, Brotherhood puts in a lot more information, and I can understand that, but I'm like, I kind of prefer the original ending as well. Was it different? Yeah. Hmm... As what no, I... in brother brotherhood? Spoilers. Edward and uh, spoilers ahead. In brotherhood, doesn't Edward and Alphonse end up reuniting? Yes. Yeah, that doesn't happen in the original. Interesting. Al and them just never reunite in general. So, you know how Edward gets transported to a different. You know, he essentially gets isekai'd, right? Right, and that's how he brings Al back in in Brotherhood. Yep. But and then in Brotherhood, they somehow get back again. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I don't uh, remember <laughs> how. <laughs> I don't know, but but in the original, uh, he he brings Al back, and then he's just in the other world with his dad. That's how they leave it. Oh, so Al gets brought back. But Edward is lost with the dad. 
Mm. I'll have to watch the original series then. Yeah. I feel like you'll jam out to the original opening as well. Oh yeah, like that was a big part of Bleach for me. Is why I enjoy watching the beginning episodes because of the intro music. Yes. It's just so good. <laughs> Hot take. People who skip the anime opening the first time it's ever on a show, I I have a very sti- very deep grudge against the, those people. Listen to it once and then decide if it's skippable. Is that a hot take? I feel like that's just something that you should do. No, I know people who literally, it's like you start the show for the very first time, anime opening starts, and they skip right past it. And I'm like, but you didn't even listen to it. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird move, guys. You've got to listen to it at least once. And the outro, too. The outro. Because they're different. after. Only after you've heard them once, then it's okay to skip if you don't like it. Now I have the Bleach theme song playing in my head. (laughs) 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 Alright, well, I think we've talked you guys' ears off enough for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share and give us your feedback on Twitter. As that's where probably the... Comment, subscribe, rate, share with your friends. She said rate for those of you who didn't quite catch the word she said. <laughs> I said rate. R-A-T-E. There you go. It, it didn't come off very I'm good. I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. It's okay. And yeah, Twitter's probably, or I guess we'd call it X, but like I'm never going to call it X because I'm never going to remember um. to call it X until after I call it Twitter. But I digress on that. Um is probably the easiest way for you guys to give us feedback on any of the topics and then obviously if you guys give us feedback we can kind of touch back on it and and bring interesting points of view what or suggest topics right yeah all of the above um i do research every week for the episodes but toki brought in an up you know a topic this week well, she technically two, but Baldur's Gate was on on my foreshadow. Yeah, because I had been talking about it with a couple of people, but she she brought it up, and then she brought up the tattoo one. So it's always nice when, because that's not something that I would have found on my own. Um, but yeah, if you guys have topics, feel free to let us know, and we'll definitely do our best to bring it onto the show if it's, you know, not controversial. <laughs> but yeah, thank you to Toki for joining us as always. And you can follow no. her over on Twitch. Um probably Twitch. not anything else. <laughs> Maybe I have an Instagram. Instagram. I'm no. trying to be a little more proactive on there. I do have a Twitter I'm not very active on that. But no, it no. I tag her in something and it takes her about a month to respond to it. So <laughs> don't, don't expect much. Okay? It's fine. I was just I was just letting them know, like, if you choose to follow her on Twitter, good luck. <laughs> if you want access to more of my socials, there are all links on my Twitch at twitch.tv slash tokigool219. 
and I will link that in the description of this week's episode as well so you guys can do the handy dandy clickeroo. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you guys on the next one. Good night. Bye.